Welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittum. This is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today is a great day for the podcast. Great day for me. Uh, I'm going to be talking to somebody who I've uh, been following for a while on Instagram. Uh, you may know him as the Marathon Panda Maurice, Maurice Lohman. Maurice, thank you for joining yes. the Rambling Runner Podcast. Good evening. Good evening, sir. It is uh, a pleasure to talk to you. We were going to do this podcast last week. You were uh, about to finish a marathon. We are going to get you on the podcast after the marathon. And then you broke some very interesting news. So, so tell, tell the, the rambling running uh, community, what exactly have you been doing the past two weeks? Um, keeping my run streak alive which today made Run Street Day 655. And I do, at this time of year, try to run as many full marathons as possible. When I say as possible, as many as I can afford to sign up to, sign up for and afford to travel to. So, um, and to be able to fit them in with work schedule, um, relationship commitments, things like that, family commitments, things like that. Um, the regular balance, but I have a great support system that kind of my um, girlfriend, my family, they all support me and they allow me to kind of sign up for these things. So I ran back-to-back marathons um, Saturday being the Hartford Marathon in Connecticut, and then six days prior was the Newport Marathon in Rhode Island on a Sunday. So October 8th and October 14th were both full marathons. That is insane to me. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm, I've run a couple marathons. Finishing a marathon is quite an endeavor, and then recovering from one is almost as painful. So I, I can't even imagine doing that. Now, when you – all right, so you're running the first one. You're running the Newport Marathon, um, and you're doing that. Do you Did you know the following weekend that you were going to be signing up for Hartford? What was your mindset on that? So I'm glad you asked. Let's Let's back up a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, I'm brand new to the running community as far as my first organized race was in at the end of 2013. It was, um, I signed up for a half marathon. Actually, my girlfriend signed me up because she knew I was obsessed with running. And my goal in the back of my mind was always to run, to sign up for and to run and complete a full marathon. So I heard the way to do it was to do a half first to make sure that you could do it. Um, so I signed up for a half when I crossed that finish line. Um, And I'm not sure how many people know my story, but my story is that running has replaced um, my substance abuse problems in my life. So I talk about sobriety, recovery, and running all in the same breath with most people. Um, It's a huge part of the foundation of my recovery is the fact that I run and sign up for races. Once I did my first half marathon, I was literally hooked. Um, I then signed up for a few more organized races and had my eyes set on a full marathon, my first one being Newport of 2015 or 2014, I believe. And that year, and I didn't realize how big of an accomplishment some others viewed it as, but that year I was so excited and obsessed and and, and just infatuated with the running community the finish line high, I like to call it. I um, I think I, I kind of 
pen my own hashtag there, um, finish line high. I'm sure I'm not the first one to use it, but that's what I chase nowadays. And it's not as hokey as it sounds. It's real, real genuine for me. I completed four marathons within six weeks the first time I had ever started running marathons. So to me, I kind of set the bar pretty high my first time around. So I kind of want to live up to that. And now I walk around and call myself the Marathon Panda, so I better run marathons if I'm if I'm trying. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Now I want to I want to let it be known that I'm not a fast runner. Um, I do it to complete, and my goal is to eventually complete as many full marathons in as many states and countries and places that they even hold them. So that's the big big goal. Well, I'll tell you what. You, you mentioned earlier, so you ran that first half marathon in 2013. Um, you're very public about, um, you know, your addiction and your, you know, your your quest for sobriety, and you 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 do it every day. I love your Instagram stories. You're the most, you're like a motivational speaker. You want to say so much that every single time that it gets cut off at the end, <laughs> and it's like because you want to say so much and. Um, you know, right in your profile, you say, you know, you've been sober since uh, March 12, 2015. But like you just said, you started running before that. So what was the interplay between starting running and then, um, you know, embracing um, sobriety on that, you know, that, that March day? Um, I'm really glad you asked that question because the re- I believe the reason for my relapse going back into drugs and alcohol was because I wasn't 100. I didn't throw myself 100% into the running and the racing. Um, I shifted my focus um, onto work income and the running and the racing was not on the radar as much as it should have been. Um, As soon as I replaced, and in the back of my mind, I'm always an addict for lack of a better term. And I was always looking for that, adrenaline fix um so in the back of my mind that adrenaline fix was going to be found in some sort of like weekend so-called getaway with drugs and alcohol um and unfortunately it did go that way probably right around the winter of 2014 um i made a couple of bad choices and they, those those bad choices, anybody that's familiar with addiction knows that it's not just one or two bad choices. They landslide into, you know, lies upon lies into bad decision after bad decision. So it was a few months before I got myself back on track, obviously. Um, in March of 2015, I considered myself, um, I was actively drinking and using drugs and making the wrong decisions. And I was not, um, running wasn't as big a part of my life as it should have been. Um, and I just made the decision that day to not only make a U-turn in my life, but to just get back on track with everything, with my relationship, first of all, because my lady's been there the whole time for me. Um, I wanted to do it by her. I wanted to get a rewarding career. And I wanted to become, I have this part of my story is that when I was, when I was a little child, my grandmother used to tell me and this, and and some of the times I, when I say these things, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to come across as like just making them up. But when I was a child, my grandmother used to say, 
you're going to be a runner one day. And she would literally smack me in my legs and say, you have such strong legs, you're going to be a runner one day. And I, I, she said, you have runner's legs. And I never knew what that meant. As a kid, I wasn't that athletic. Um, I played all youth sports, Little League Baseball, CYO Basketball, um, but never excelled in any of them. Um, some of my favorite pastimes, obviously, were bike riding, BMX bike riding, mountain bike riding. But even that, I found myself always um, outperformed by any type of competition. When I got into mountain biking, um, as soon as I advanced to the next level, I was just blown away by by the experience needed and stuff like that. I find that running has been so rewarding. So it, the community is so open and just so I don't get off track, um, in March of 2015, I just made the decision to not pick up drugs and alcohol ever again. Um, and my focus was on, you know, my relationship, my advancement at work. Um, I actually was blessed enough to find a new career path that, um, gave me a, a fresh start and things like that. So a lot of things fell right into place and I just took the running as more of a, a, I like to say that I get to run. Um, I'm free mm-hmm. to run. This is some, it's a gift. It's, I'm healthy enough. I'm physically capable enough to get out there every day and to, and to make myself better than the day before. The fact that people that are more disciplined, more experienced, more accomplished than me, um, better athletes than me in this sport, the fact that they open their arms and treat me with the same love and respect, it, it's what makes me keep coming back for more. Um, so when I'm out there. I bet. I bet. Yeah. I treat the race course as a party scene. That's my club. I want to I wanna hang out with those people. I want to give them high fives. The fact that they're out there running gets me excited, and I want them to feel that excitement. So my new thing, and I'm not the only one who does it. I, I follow other people on social media, and I, I know that there's people that do this without the social media fanfare, and they get out there and they run these races and they, and they compete at high levels um, without any type of social, social media following. So the fact that I'm embraced by the social media community and the running community, it literally keeps me going. Um, I'm so grateful for the fact that you, like, you touched on the fact that I sound like a motivational speaker. I do want to take it to that level one day. Well, I, I can see I can see it in you, and I definitely want to touch on that. Um, but before I do, I just want to go back to a little bit. Um, you mentioned uh, you know your 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 um, childhood there for a second, and you also mentioned you know that you basically I think you used the word substituting running into your life. Um, I guess that's in place of the you know the, the drugs and alcohol and kind of having something else that you're embracing full time. But that brings up another point. Like, did you have, as a kid, did you have, like, an addictive personality? Is it something where, like, you know, as a youngster, like, you were you, you were always hot on something and you would just, like, dive in and like, be completely obsessed with it? Or did it just manifest itself kind of later on? Um, I guess I would be penned as always having an addictive personality. Um, there was never any moderation with me. Um, that's why I sucked. Even with food, I, I treat everything like an indulgence, like it has to all be consumed at once and it's never enough. Um, you know, order the extra piece of cake, um, you know, 
that kind of stuff. <laughs> and right, right. It, it does. It does. It's not too healthy of a decision when you when you're doing it with substances. And and you know what I mean. I always joke around. One of my one of my buddies at work, and and he and I love the guy, and he loves me. And he, he supports me in my sobriety, my running. He always has positive things to say, but he'll joke around and say, you know, why can't you just be normal and come out and have a bear and have two bears? And let's talk about the playoffs. And uh, let's talk about the Celtics opening up tonight. Um, but I can't go out and have one bear or two bears because I just, that's, it, that's, it would never, ever stop with, the, with, the, with just the one or two for me. It always has to be more, 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 and more. Um, and that's they say. I mean, it's been said a million times. With running, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So if I want to show up at the track three work, I'm going to get faster. Um, if that's I want right. To run that's right. And, and, yeah, and it, 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 there's been ample evidence, especially in the in, um, ultra running community, of people who've overcome addiction and become unbelievable ultra runners because they've just kind of manifested their addiction into something else. And, you know, just kind of embrace it, like you said, embrace it in the same way, just a different, just a different endeavor. And they almost kind of take, it's almost like they take their, um, their biggest flaw and make it their biggest strength. I agree. I agree. And I have read that a lot. I've read the, um, what's the book? By Charlie Engel. Oh yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. I forget the I forget the title. I forget the title, but the gentleman's last name is Engel. He's done the Bad Water. He's done all those crazy, um, you know, 100 mile trail races and stuff like that. Um, I don't see myself being at that level yet. I want to compete at a marathon level first. Um, and to kind of touch on a little bit, I. My grandmother instilled the, that seed in me that I would be a runner. So in the past, going back to even like the early 2000s, because it's 2017 now. I didn't start running consistently until 2013. Um, even in the early 2000s, whenever I tried to like kick an alcohol habit, kick a substance abuse habit, my exercise of choice was jogging or running. But I was never, ever, ever consistent with it enough to ever see any type of improvement or any type of results. So, for example, if I felt like crap on a Saturday because I made some bad decisions on a Friday, I went out for a run. Um, but it was never consistent. It was never, let's do it again the next day, let's do it again the next day and see how if I can get better. Um, let's invest some time into this and see if I can do, get better. So it was never to that level until 2000. 2008 and 2009, I became very, very consistent with my running. It beca I became clean and sober, but then I made bad decisions again in life. So the fresh start for good was March 12, 2015, and that's why I promote that on, on the social media and everything. And I'll tell you, one thing that I wanted to ask you for a while and pardon my ignorance on this topic because you know I don't I've never I've never been to drugs and alcohol so I can't have an apples to apples comparison and like have a, a like a a concrete way of relating to the experience that you've gone through. But during anyone who's run a marathon knows the highs and lows that come with that 
um, sometimes even from between between steps, it can have a pretty drastic swing. So as someone who's now run 20-some-odd marathons and 21 half marathons, when you're going through those rough patches in a race and you know you feel awful and things are just going badly, do you, are you able to look back at your time overcoming it, the kind of the throes of addiction, just say, hey, this is nothing compared to what I've gone through in the past? Or is there any kind of hearkening back to those times when you're really trying to find that inner motivation to kind of keep on driving? That's a pretty cool question. Um, not only in a race, just in a neighborhood training run, um, for example, I've ran by locations or buildings that I blocked out of recent memory and I'll run by it and I'll remember that it wasn't always, it wasn't always because I was out for a run that I was in that neighborhood and it will come back and I'll say, I'll think to myself how far I've come from running the streets in a, in a negative type of way, chasing whether it was alcohol, drugs, prostitution, anything like that um, to now be chasing goals at work goals in, in marathon running. The runner's high that I felt the first time I completed a full marathon, I was on that high for the entire afternoon. It was literally a four, six, or eight-hour just floating feeling of elation, and I just, I told myself anybody that chose to do substances over getting this natural high was crazy, and I was mad that it took me that long to realize that you could get that high off of life. And that's how I talked about it. It was the only way I could describe it um, to anybody around me. And I, and unfortunately I did not stay clean from that day on. Um, I did have a relapse in there some, somewhere, um, but I have, I still take a lot of pride saying that my sober is March 2015, but the, the Newport Marathon was at the end of 2014. Um, but I do use that as a comparison when I cross that finish line. And to kind of try to finish answering your question more directly, when I'm in the race, yes, I will think back to things, um, just just a basic, look how far you've come. You're not that person mm-hmm. that you used to be. Um, you're able to get up out here, lace up, and compete, and you're on the same, never mind when I'm in a big event, like a BAA event, um, I had the, the I was so blessed to be able to run the Boston Marathon and the BAA 5K. Um, you're around some real, real athletes, what they call elite runners. To just be able to share the course, share the city, and share the vibes with those type of people and have the same love and acceptance and respect, it it makes me feel like a million bucks compared to the days I would wake up on some of those same streets in Boston and not feel like anything, literally feel like, like the scum of the earth. Um, and that's what substance abuse does to you. And running has given me a new light, a new life. And that's why I feel it's like my duty to just like talk about the positivity of it all the time. Well, I'll tell you, I love it when you talk about the positivity of it. I, it's like one of the highlights of my day, even though I'm already having a good day, I don't need to pick me up. I still look forward to your Instagram stories. They really are fantastic. Um, and I want to touch on that for a second. Um, I want to go back to the energy piece in a, in a little bit, but before we do, I always wonder when you're doing your Instagram stories, you're so passionate, you're so into it, right? Sometimes you're rhyming, sometimes you're just spit lyrics, sometimes you're just kind of going off the cuff. This is what I'm doing right now. This is what I want to do today, and I'm grateful for X, Y, Z. 
And when you're doing that, who is the audience that you're picturing? Are you, is there a person or people in mind, or are you kind of talking to yourself at that point? Um, another cool question, and I, I'm just really excited. I can't stop smiling on the fact that you, you have me on the podcast, so thank you um, for having me on here. But um, that's a cool question. I, I like to think it's my Instagram audience and that, that it's growing, and I get some positive feedback. Um, the People say um, there's a handful of people that say things like, like that. what you just said, that they love the positivity. Um, sometimes there's been a couple of times where I've erased it and gone back and said that wasn't exciting enough. Well, another one and say, here I am again. Like maybe I didn't, maybe you didn't hear me. Maybe you didn't hear me. Um, sometimes <laughs> I'm talking so much. It, it's like, it's myself. I, I always, I kind of, I need to eat some humble pie more than once a week. I think um, to keep my ego in check with the running and the Instagram, it gives me that platform to, 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 to feel like I'm doing something to still feel like I am somebody right now and somebody that, that people look at in a positive way, someone that people want to hang around with, someone that um, people look up to and can, and, and can gain some, some sort of positivity from. I used to be in so much darkness. So the fact that I'm able to do these things, sign up for marathons, um, be around awesome people, there's a talk about the changes I've made in my life. That just gets me so excited. So there's no reason not to be pumped up. And the fact that I did it just because I, I wanted to. I just woke up one day and was like, Maurice, you're not a loser. You don't need to be hanging out in these types of places. You do not need to be making bad decisions after bad decision. Um, it's not just drugs and alcohol. Other people make bad decisions in their life with, with, with career choices, with relationship choices, um, with just being depressed for no reason. Um I just feel that there's so much that you always have something to be grateful for. Um, so the fact that I was able to like brush myself off, get a new start in a, in a career, get a new start. Running has given me an identity. Um, the Instagram, my, some of my buddies at work make fun of me cause I'm going to be 40 years old and it's Instagram and I get so excited about it and I'll never miss a day posting a story and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Uh, but I love it. I love it. And it, it gets me pumped up. Um, I love the feedback that I get. I feel like I am talking to an audience. I want to grow that audience. Um, and, and, and I get excited that people like to listen to me. All right. So when you don't, when you don't have that feeling, all right, so those, those, those moments where the energy isn't there or, you know, it's easy to be energetic when you're feeling great. Right. I mean, that, that's going to come natural to anybody, but we don't always feel great. Right. Sometimes we're down in the dumps. Sometimes we're not even sure why we're down in the dumps. So when you have those moments, do you have a certain self-talk or a certain like mechanism where you kind of get to snap out of it and become that person that we've kind of known to, you know, kind of, kind of grow on, grown on everybody and that we know and love at this point? Um, well, one thing I always like to, kind of take pride in is that you're always going to get the real me um for example i i've, I've been real i've been blessed enough to have a couple of like legit companies reach out to me to represent their um their product and if i didn't use it and if i didn't like it then i wouldn't just talk about it on instagram to try to get a few extra likes or something like that i i I want my feed, I want my stories to be as real and genuine as possible if i'm having a bad day um I might not put a story up in the morning. I might wait until after I go for that evening run and get that little bit of a rush so I am feeling pumped up enough to put a story up. I might, I might take two days 
from putting a story up in the morning when I'm walking into work, if I'm just not feeling, you know, as that big ray of sunshine that I, that I, that I portray. Um, one more, one Monday morning, I went in, pulled into the parking lot, it was all pumped up. It's a Monday morning. I had heard from, um, I, I never try to come across like I'm preaching to anybody, but I had heard from a pastor recently, you know, thank God it's Monday. Um, instead of thank God it's Friday, because we have jobs to walk into, we have opportunities to work work for, and things like that. So I was all pumped up to to yell out, thank God it's Monday, on a Monday morning, on an Instagram story. And I knocked over my my hot coffee on my dress pants that they were fresh out of the the dry cleaners, um, and the coffee was hot, and it was a $6 double shot espresso. So there was a lot of reasons for me to be super upset. And <laughs> so I was almost not going to make the video. Um, and then I said, you're the guy that gets up and makes these videos about being positive every day. You'd be kind of a phony if you weren't going to put a positivity video up just because you spilled your, your espresso. Um, so I tried to make a joke out of it. And, well, I went next door and bought a new one first. That kind of put a smile on my face. Um, <laughs> and I came back, I made the video, and I said, we're not going to cry over a, spilled, over a spilled double shot espresso. It's Monday morning. Let's get after it at work. Let's get after it on the road. Um, and, and there's times where, I, I mean, I might just have to do something as simple as a mental check where I'm making sure I'm doing the right thing at work. Um, you know, and, and part of the, the thing I love about the social media community is it keeps me accountable. If I'm on there every day talking about sobriety and run streaking and being positive and not stopping when you have tired legs and stuff like that, then I better not stop streaking. I better not stop trying to get better at work. I better not stop signing up for that extra training class if it's available. Um, so it keeps me pumped up. It keeps me on track. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm lucky because, like, my girlfriend's super tolerable of me coming home, doing my post trying to keep up with the likes, trying to keep up with the comments um, and stuff like that. Cause it can be very time consuming. And for someone that doesn't, that's just not into it that much. Um, it can take away from, from other things. So I'm lucky in a lot of areas. So you're, you, you motivate me and I'm not, I know I'm not the only person. Um, as I mentioned to you before we, we came on today, Another person who I had on the podcast about a month or a month or two ago, Cruz Figueroa, um, she told me that she, you know, was a big fan of yours and um, that I should definitely follow you, and it's been a great, a great uh, recommendation. With that in mind, and it doesn't have to be Instagram related. I know we're touching on Instagram a lot here, but who are the people or who's the person that motivates you? Um, well, I have I have some other some outside influences like things I'm trying to do in life. Like I keep hopping back on my relationship. I really want to do right by my lady um, and, and, and provide for us, you know, a solid financial foundation, a, a beautiful home, that kind of stuff. So that's always an influence. I have a beautiful son that's about to graduate um, college this year. He's an influence. Um, I get so pumped up by the Instagram community that when I'm running a race, I'm literally naming people's Instagram names off in my head that people I don't want to let down, like people I want to make sure I'm going to get their feedback when I put my post up later. Um, that's how excited I get about the community. Um, one, when I first, 
I used to go by the name Ferrari Panda and not Marathon Panda when I first started Instagram. And I was at a marathon in Plymouth, Massachusetts, and my buddy Running Chip, that's his Instagram name, I had never met him face-to-face. I knew him as Running Chip, came up to me and said, are you Ferrari Panda? And it just made me feel (laughs) – it just (laughs) – it made me feel like the coolest person in the world because I had just finished a marathon, first of all, so I'm riding this high. Um, of course. And and he said, "Are you Ferrari Panda?" And I said, "I am." And he said, <laughs> "He said my name's Chip." He said, "We're buddies on Instagram." And the fact that he came up to me and he looked—he just looked cool. In my eyes, I'm, I was brand new to the running community. He just looked cool. He had the, the swag on. He had just finished the race also um, ahead of me. Um, so I was just like the feeling that I got was like I was like, I don't know, they call it Instagram famous. It made me feel so cool. I was like from that moment on, I was like, I love this Instagram thing. You know what I mean? There's other people out there that do the same thing that I do that care about, you know, signing up for races and and posting pictures and and banging out a 16-mile run on a Saturday and stuff like that. Um, It got me – I look up to him because of his training, because of his style, and then it introduced me to the whole fact of the meet-and-greet aspect of of Instagram, that you can actually meet up with these people when you're in their state or or if they're in your state, and I love it. I love it. The fact that you, me and you are from the same state and now we're connected because of a, because of an Instagram connection. I love that kind of stuff. I know we got to get together. There's, Maurice. We got to, we got to run it out. I don't. Absolutely. Let me finish. This. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we, we, we got to do it. We definitely have to. Now you've done triathlons, right? No, I'm not. I'm not a triathlon. I got a buddy of mine who does them. Uh, he, okay. he comes. He's on my Instagram feed a lot. Uh, Jason Macaluso, um, okay. uh, J Mac underscore tries, who's who's a who's a good pal of mine. But uh, no, I'm just I'm just trying to make it happen with the run. I'm just trying to stay consistent. My my run streak day. Um, if I'm I'm glad if it gets to five. You're at six hundred and fifty-five. When I get to five, I'm feeling pretty good. Six fifty-five, but I do take a little bit of. Um tried in my daily average. I try for my daily average not to slip below a 10K, which is 6.2 miles. So it's not just a run streak. It's not, if I do a mile or a two mile run, I feel very, very guilty that I'm not living up to the streak. So I make sure I bang out some mileage before the week is over to keep that average up. Um, So my year to date average should be above six miles the last time I checked. There's a few gentlemen, uh, my buddy Marcus, he goes by Shock G on Instagram, um, Little Nasty, and there's a couple of other guys whose streak days are in the thousands. There's a young lady, fantastic runner, who recently gave birth and did not stop streaking. She literally what? ran a mile. She literally ran a mile <laughs> around the hospital with an IV um, the day she gave birth before midnight. And to me, it just goes to show that I'm not the only crazy person that's obsessed with running, and I never want to stop streaking because if she didn't stop streaking, I have no excuses. Wow. To, to quote Kevin Durant, fantastic runner, you are the real MVP. You know, that is, that is something else. Um, Maurice, thank you so much for, for, for joining me today. You know, you, uh, you know you're able to bring 
um, you know, commentary on, you know, on your addiction and just things that I think not a lot of people are either familiar with personally or haven't had the chance to really dive into and have someone speak openly and honestly about it. So, um, and to say nothing of your amazing running. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Um, can't thank you enough, brother. High fives and positive vibes. All right. Look forward to seeing you, Maurice. Make sure you reach out to me if you're going to be local again, and we will get together even if it's just for a short run. Let's do it. All right. Talk to you later. Have a great night. Thank you, buddy.